listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. Photos of the happy couple to be cherished for years to come. Okay. Bouquets at the ready, a final touch-up before the big moment. Just like many weddings around the world, except for the fact 2,500 couples are tying the knot at exactly the same time. A mass wedding of the Unification Church, the second since the leader, Reverend Sun Myung Moon, passed away in 2012. His widow now officiates alone. Ilsuk Masuda and Rachel Curtin travelled from the United States to be married here. Both sets of parents had an arranged marriage through the church, exchanging vows in Madison Square Garden back in 1982. Their children are happy to follow in their footsteps. From an American culture standpoint, it is, it's not normal to be married with you know, hundreds of other couples. But really, objectively, we don't feel like it's actually that strange. They exchange vows and rings, saying they appreciate the church promoting interracial unions, something that is still relatively unusual in South Korea. My dad is British, my mom's American, yours? Uh, my mom is from France and my dad's Japanese. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of cool to see the cultures mix. But the religious movement created in 1954 does have its critics. Some liken it to a cult. Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. So we told you guys about our ghost stories last week, each of our individual ghost stories, and we totally realized that we forgot to tell you one. Oh my gosh, one of, like, the biggest one. One of the big, yeah. Well, I mean, there aren't, we don't have a lot of ghost stories, so it's like, it is like the biggest one. I guess one. out of the three, yeah. Out of the three. Because <laughs> it was us together. together. Right. And... We were staying in a really, really super old hotel in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. And what happened exactly? So we were sleeping and I woke up in the middle of the night. It was around like 2.33 o'clock in the morning. And I saw like a person in the corner by the door. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wait, and just so everybody knows, when Nick and I go on vacations and there are hotel rooms with two queen-size beds. Oh yes, we're in two separate beds, <laughs> right. We, I don't know if any other couples do this, but we're like, see ya. Or we live and it we, up. <laughs> and we live it up. We each sleep on individual beds. So I was on another bed. So right. Nick's like in his own world over here. Yes, exactly. So I see this person in the corner and then I like, I like look at the person. It's like so classic too. It looks like, it looks like the ring lady is the best way I can describe it. Oh like my wet hair in front of her face and just like a nondescript body. And I 
like roll my head over and I look at you and you're just like sleeping. Then while I'm looking at you, you wake up. I'm like, oh my gosh, she sees it too. There's like someone in this room. This is, this is crazy. And then I'm like, Kate, 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 I'm whispering. And then you just get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and I walk by your bed. Yeah. And you walk by my bed. Yeah. I'm like closer to the door. Mm-hmm. And so you like come in front of the thing and go to the bathroom and close the door. And like, I only my head is moving. It's so weird that I woke up at that time. And also uh, a detail here is that I wear glasses and contacts. Context? Context. <laughs> and so more likely than not, sometimes in the middle of the night, I just, if I get up to get water or whatever, I won't even put on my glasses, but I have very bad vision. So I blurryly just like fumble around to wherever I have to go and fumble back to the bed. So if there was something even there, I would have <laughs> never seen it. And that's yeah. an important detail because I could walk right by a ghost, through a ghost, I don't even know. Yeah. And I'm like, I have such bad vision, I, pro- I would never know. So. Totally, totally. Yeah, no, you, you do. Um, and I'm just like reflecting now, thinking back on it. Maybe whenever I first saw it, I thought it was you. I don't know, because I, I don't know why my initial reaction was to like whisper i don't know yeah but anyways so you're you go to the to the restroom and then i like turn my head back like upright to look at it and it's on top of me like the figure is on top of me with like the hair in my like eyes and i can like feel the knees on my thighs like my inner thighs like pressing down and i can feel the hands on my biceps and like shoulders pressing down just completely immobilizing me and then i start shouting i'm like caitlin caitlin like what in the you know whatever but nothing is coming out so i can just like my mouth is opening i can feel the like hot air coming up out of my chest but there's no like audible noise and then i think i do this i don't remember remember you like coming back but i do this and then until I think I fell asleep or something or passed out is what I'm going to say. I think I like did it until I passed out. Then morning comes, we we wake up pretty early. So it was like five or six in the morning and you had gone to go get something from downstairs in the lobby or something. And you like came back and you said something like that was a really weird night. And then I was completely like, insane about it i was like are you kidding me that was that was a pretty weird night i like we had an intruder and she choked me out till i went to sleep like what in the world are you talking about and you were you you didn't have any idea what i was saying yeah it was super weird because i just happened i did wake up it's like you didn't dream that part i i woke up and went to the bathroom at that exact time yeah or I don't even know if I went to the bathroom. Like, I got up and did something and went back to sleep. Yeah. I don't know what compelled me to wake up when you saw this, which is really weird. The timing is so strange. And so now we, like, I know it sounds like sleep paralysis. I know that's what most people are thinking. Yeah. No, definitely. That's what I think after the fact is what we concluded it was. Yeah, but I think we just concluded that so that we wouldn't freak out because we looked up the history of the area well, be- yes. and of that building. Yes. There were like a ton of deaths in that building. There was like a hundred deaths in that building alone. Yeah, and then and that, that whole they area, recorded that they recorded in like exactly. the last hundred years in that or hotel. Yeah, and then in that like block, like a couple of the surrounding blocks, there was like a lot of murders and like the 
1800s or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, there was so much crime because Hell's Kitchen was so bad. Yeah. So there was so much crime in that area on that block and then in that building and then the old we found like pictures of the old ho- like building oh, yes. before it was this hotel and it was just like creepy and nick you've never had sleep paralysis no in your entire life right no. yeah no. so that's insane yeah it, it was insane it yeah. was so freaky i remember like running to where we parked the car at the time and just throwing everything in and just like breathing heavily like that was we were totally crazy freaked. yeah we were totally spooked especially after we looked up because we were like well maybe i don't know this seems like a nice building but of course it's new york city it's old it's, it has of a lot course of, history. of course but i remember at the time too i didn't know what sleep paralysis was like no one i knew had ever like experienced it but then we like googled it and they it was like textbook yeah so there was some comfort in that yeah so i still stand by ghost because you've never had it before yeah. again but pretty that's a, a freaky one that we didn't include last episode that we totally after the fact we were like oh my gosh we didn't even include the yes. new york city ghost new york city ghost oh well, yeah that's that's the one so one little bonus ghost story for you guys oh it gives me chills thinking about it now because that place was creepy it was creepy in other news i guess the things that have been going on with us the homestead's good everybody's good we don't even have a ton of homestead news this week i don't think no i can't think of really anything uh, you know ellie's a lot better that's pretty much ellie's it. a lot better she was we, really sick last week yeah we've been seeing a lot of deer yes we have lots which is of deer. exciting very exciting yeah we saw a deer in velvet which means that okay so their antlers grow in the summer spring summer and they're like coated in velvet like mm-hmm. the bucks. Exactly. And yeah. then they rub that velvet off yep. where it falls off. They, yeah, they rub it off. So they rub it off. Yeah, exactly. And then, then you see the antlers that, like, you know, you're used to where it's. But it's this bone, time, yeah. if you see a buck, he's going to have, like, velvet all on his antlers, which yeah. is really cool Super looking. Super soft, yeah. Yeah, and so we saw, we caught um, a buck with, you know, antlers with velvet on them on one of our trail cameras, which is really cool. Very cool. We've been watching. Skinwalker Ranch too and I love Skinwalker Ranch I love the show I love everything they're doing and we watched it last night and I posted about how we were talking about it on this episode Um, and I just have like so much to say about this show and we're gonna keep it brief but if you watch the show and you haven't seen the most recent episode or if you plan on watching the show you can skip ahead a couple minutes just for you know to avoid any spoilers but um this show is so crazy. <laughs> it really is. It's so insane that these aren't headlines on the news. Like, like, yeah, I would fully expect after watching the show, after every show, to be in the news cycle the next morning. For, for it to be in the news cycle right? the next morning. I know. But it's not. It's not. They're, like, catching UFOs. Okay, so in this new episode, they caught one on video that's traveling... Well, it's on a high-speed camera. That's the only way they caught it. That's traveling at 3,600 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, what is happening? And they've caught, um, like, another... They think it's, like, an anomaly in the sky and maybe a time portal because they sent something through it and they lost time. It's, like... It's insane. It's in, it's actually insane and so interesting and fascinating. And my only critique of the show is if I discovered a time portal, mm-hmm. a wormhole, whatever you want to call it, if I saw UFOs and all these anomalies and stuff, I'd be freaking doing... I'd be out there 24-7 oh, throwing rockets in the air, <laughs> like, 
doing experiment, doing whatever. Like it feels, it feels like on the show they're like, oh, I don't know, it could be a possible wormhole. All right, let's pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, and then we don't talk about it the next. They don't even talk about it the next episode. They, they just move right on. Yeah, and it's like, wait, wait, do we just discover a portal to Is this another the biggest dimension? discovery in man of all of mankind? Yeah, and we have to wait a week because of networking, <laughs> like a network. It's, yeah, I, it's it's crazy. It's kind of like I get why they're doing it. I get. I'm sure it costs a lot of money too to do the experiments that they do, and it is like a show and everything. But you're like, what? Like they caught this UFO that traveling at 3,600 miles this this week, mm-hmm. and I mean it's mind blowing. It's I think even more interesting footage than the Tic Tac footage, the famous Tic Tac footage. Well, yeah, not for spoilers, but they compare it to that yes they're like it's moving almost exactly the same rate of speed as the where the u.s navy captured the tiktok on the infamous footage yeah and so they capture this footage and then they're like that's crazy and then it's like the end of the episode i know it's not in the news it's not like anywhere i'm like what's happening it's a little frustrating yeah it's like a little crazy i'm like are there just ufos traveling at 3600 miles per hour above my head Literally right now as we're recording this podcast. They're making it almost seem like that. Well, it almost just seems like that on this show. Like, they catch so many UAPs, UFOs, weird anomalies. It's wild. I would love to go. I, I think a life goal of mine is to go to Skinwalker Ranch. Go meet uh, a dragon and what's yeah, the, the security the guy's name? Just meet the dragon crew. Dragon is the uh, security guy. But, um, yeah, I, I just... What a show. It's really cool if you don't watch it, watch it, but it is kind of (laughs) crazy. Anyway, let's jump into this episode. I know some of you are new listeners from my Instagram channel who have now started listening. So just so you know, here's the format of Chillin' with Cult Class. Nick and I, Nick is my husband, give you an update on our lives, talk about what we've been watching lately, whatever. Then we share the UFO news of the week, the paranormal news, and we have Movie Club, which is when we pick a movie each week for all of us to watch, and then we talk about it each episode. After that, we do the scary story of the week, um, which can be kind of anything. Anything weird is is my criteria for scary stories. So that is the format of the show. Thank you so much for listening, and here we go. Your UFOs in the news this week comes from New York Magazine. In the wake of the explosive allegation earlier this month from intelligence whistleblower David Grush, who claimed that Congress is not being shown the full evidence of UFO technology, including crashed alien spacecraft. Marco Rubio told News Nation that there are others in the intelligence community who have come forward with firsthand accounts of UFO hardware. I reached out to my friend Ryan from Somewhere in the Skies podcast because he's really an expert at uh, UAPs, UFOs. He's dedicated his life to researching this stuff and i wanted to hear his opinion of this story so here is his feedback hey caitlin this is ryan sprague from somewhere in the skies just giving my two cents on this recent story that marco rubio 
has basically corroborated the claims brought forward by UFO whistleblower David Grush, who claims there are top-secret, black-budget UFO crash retrieval programs within the United States. They have in their possession materials, wreckage, both intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. So the fact that Marco Rubio is now coming forward and saying he has heard firsthand accounts of this is just, uh, (sighs) it's crazy. It only bolsters these very, let's say it, sensational claims brought forward by Dave Grush, but now we're coming to find out he's not the only whistleblower that has come forward to Congress and will probably come forward to Congress. So what we're going to see now, I think, in my opinion, are people like Marco Rubio and, and Senator Kirsten Gillibrand who have really advocated for this new office within the Pentagon arrow to go after these claims, to try to uncover the truth behind them. And this is a huge challenge because many of these programs, as claimed by David Grush, are in the black, meaning they are special access programs. Not many people are in the know about what is going on with them. And a lot of them have also been farmed out to private industries. Uh, within aerospace and, and and things like that. So private companies do not have to answer to Congress. There's no oversight when it comes to government funding and things like that. These things are being funded in the black. So it'll be interesting to see where this all leads. What I think we're going to see is a aggressive investigation by members of Congress to try to really get to the core of this cover-up and that there are things out there of unknown origin that we are in possession of. So I think that's where our focus needs to be right now, is trying to find these programs and work within the legal system for anyone who has worked on these programs to come forward and admit it. And uh, that's what we're seeing with new language in the 2024 NDAA Authorization Act. They can come forward and talk about this stuff. There is a a very, uh, I would say, clear and concise process that whistleblowers can now come forward with any UFO information. So the future looks bright. The future looks exciting, scary, and everything in between. So we'll see what happens. But again, these comments made by Rubio are huge, and they're only going to lead to more things. So I look forward to seeing what comes next. Now, please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. For your Paranormal News of the Week, a Reddit user shared a bit of an audio recording to the Danbury, Connecticut group with the headline reading, weird noise from the woods. The detailed video description said, recently just moved here and I've happened to pick up on a pattern of noises I hear on a nightly basis, mostly around 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. I want to say it's a deer maybe, but I can't be too sure about that. Tell me what you think. Here's the noise.
When the night falls, when the shadows become deep and black, the silent pall of evil settles on the earth. Who dares to search? Who dares to see what walks in the night? If you dare, welcome to Sundown 96.6 Sundown966.com for more details and merch. <laughs> Welcome to the movie club. What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. Cases involving 19 victims with a direct line linking them all together. You said only 19. Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead and you're alive? I've seen it too. You? Get her away from me! How long between each victim's death? None of them survived longer than a week. Today is my fourth day. I am not gonna keep running. I have to face it. How does it make you feel? I'm just really scared that something bad is going to happen. Our movie club pick for last week was the movie Smile from 2022. And I have to say, I really didn't enjoy this movie. I really did. I think it was really good. Yeah. But even re-watching the trailer, just to pull it for that last clip for you guys, the audio made me like sick to my stomach. Oh my gosh. The, the whole movie made my skin crawl. 
the entire time. The entire time. It's not like jump scary so much as it is just like totally uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like cringing into myself <laughs> even thinking about it. I'm like hugging myself, talking about oh it. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, no. And that's how it was during the whole movie too. It was just... I don't know how to describe it. It was just a, a creep movie. Creep movie. And if you haven't watched the movie and you plan to, just fast forward uh, so you avoid any spoilers. But basically this doctor is a psychiatrist, has a patient come in who says she saw something crazy, she's now she's seeing things. It kind of reminded me of it's, It Follows. It Follows, yes. Yeah. That movie, um, highly recommend that movie, side note. But so this patient comes in says this to the doctor the doctor's like what are you talking about and then the patient kills herself in front of the doctor the doctor sees her kill herself and she's smiling while she does it right which initiates which initiates the whole thing yeah so you find out that this demon attaches itself to people it's like a prehistoric right yes ancient yeah kind of like creature right sorry like yeah no no yeah like a like a some kind of creepy demon so i love that was my favorite part of this movie is that they gave it a whole story like a whole um that's what we said about boogeyman was that the lady was like oh it's an ancient creature but we never got like some detailed background on yeah some history on it this one she goes to the prison and meets the only guy who's ever survived from this demon and um you, you find out that the demon when somebody so the demon drives some whoever it attaches itself to it drives them crazy mm-hmm. and, and maybe demon's an understatement you're right it's like a cr- creature it's like a demon but it's like a creature demon it, yeah ancient thing right right that like attaches to people's psyche yes so it makes the person crazy within a week and by the end of the week the person kills himself right and they the demon has to be seen. Yes. Like so, you, so somebody has to see the person kill themselves before, so, so it, it can attach to the new person. That's so, it's almost like parasitic that way. Yes. So again, it's kind of like the movie It Follows, and again, um, fast forward if you haven't seen that movie. Spoiler alert. But basically, those people, that's like a, it's like an STD, and they have to sleep with somebody, pass it on, mm-hmm. or they die. Right. In this situation, you find out that they have to kill somebody for it to be passed on or themselves or themselves right right and so this main character has the choice of like killing somebody that's what she finds out that the guy in prison did or killing herself right so she goes to a cabin and she like far away and she's like i'm gonna face it and that whole scene is like freaking crazy because she's hallucinating and she's setting the demon on fire and like i don't even know oh then when we see the demon in full form Oh, and I'm just oh thinking about, gosh. too, I haven't even said how the people smile. They do these big <laughs> smiles throughout the movie. Oh, my gosh. It's like so creepy. She has this other patient, the guy. I don't remember his name. Oh, but yeah. he's just sitting on the bed smiling. Uh. And so when it, this demon messes with their psyche, like, they're seeing these smiles. But these people aren't actually smiling. They're just the person being affected is hallucinating. Exactly. So then the th- her therapist shows up at her house and you're like, oh, this therapist is going to help her. And then the therapist smiles and you realize it's a demon. It's a demon, yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know. I know my cringing oh. right now. 
<laughs> so anyway, so she's at this cabin. She's like, I'm going to confront it. If I'm far away from everybody, she figures out nobody will see her. She thinks she has it figured out. Yeah, and at least she won't pass it on. And basically, it does end up killing her. Um, and... But not before... But not before this guy that she's come... Her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who wants to save her. He knows... This is my biggest critique of this movie. This is how, like, we talk about, like, how kind of mind-bending movies are. Sometimes you have to accept these holes. Right. But he shows up to save her. And he knows that he's not supposed to look at her when she dies. Yeah. And he knows that she's, like, possessed or whatever. He breaks into the cabin. Mm -hmm. And he watches her... As she dies, mm-hmm. which is not what you're supposed to do. I mean, I guess I watched that, and then after I was like, why didn't he even just close his eyes or turn around? Yeah, go back out and close the door. Yes. I know. That's but, a little hole. So, like, but are they setting it up for a sequel? Oh, for sure, I you think. You think so? Horror movie, maybe, I mean, horror movies, I don't know. There's never it, really an ending, right? That's the fun yeah, part I of horror like, movies. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. It's like, oh, they're still out. Oh, you saw the movie, but it's still out there, kind of. <laughs> I feel like right. they always set horror movies up for, if they can make, like, eight of them, they will, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, if it does well, the box office. So, I mean, it's set up so that he did... Carry it after that, right? You're right. But when you watch it, you're like, "Close your eyes!" I know. Dude. I think we're like screaming at the TV. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, what are you man? Doing? You know this whole story. Oh, I know. That was my biggest like. Oh, but I know. yeah, me too. But yeah, and there were some things too that it was like, I don't know if the demon was that powerful to make them hallucinate the whole time. Like it was a little confusing because, I mean, there were just some things that I feel like after the fact I was like, huh? I don't yeah, know. yeah. I remember. I remember after like immediately after watching it we talked about it and came up with that i can't i can't recall some of them right now but i think i think overall i'd recommend this like anyone because it it really made me like it just gave me like the spooks and that's like you know it's fun every now and again but yeah even after yeah but like you said pulling that trailer for before before this just watching it was like oh Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It's like... The music is perfect. That's another big thing. The music is perfect. Is perfect. The acting is perfect. The oh way it's gosh. shot is great. The colors are great. It's, yes. like, kind of shot, like, grainy and moody and... Super dark and, like, yeah, kind of, like, damp, like, or, like, yes. dank or however you want to call that. It was, like... Dank. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, weed, isn't it? Oh, it's, like, wet, I think. It's, like, moist and dark, right? <laughs> is that what dank means? I think so. I don't so. know what dank... Now, you ever heard of, like, say, walking like, in, like, oh, a room that was, like... is dank. I think you're right. But I think... I think, like, <laughs> look it up, look it up. How, my only, I remember reading, like, books uh, whenever I used to read a lot, and this that'd be, like, a descriptor of rooms. Dis- disagreeably damp, musty, typically cold. Yeah, right? Huge, dank caverns. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I thought so. No, I like, I love that. It's a weird descriptor, work. though. No, it is a, it's a good descriptor. I mean, it is like the movie. It's like, it's like, ooh, God. It's just like that. It's just. But uh, I think that's a. It's a heavily used term with marijuana. <laughs> yeah, the devil's lettuce. Or it's just like, is it a complimenting word too? Like, you say that movie's dank. I, I probably the youngsters are. But maybe you're saying you're like as in cold. Yeah, like the adjective boy. of yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, I meant cool. Like yeah, it was a cool totally. movie. Um. Anyway, so we, whatever. So we're off on that, but. I, if you're into horror movies, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend this movie. If you definitely. are not into horror movies, never, ever, ever watch this movie. This creeped me out, for sure. Oh. Yeah. This is one of those, like, all right, let me, like, throw on a couple episodes of Seinfeld and, like, really cleanse my palate, <laughs> totally. my mental palate. This totally. is, like, a lot. Too much. But, but yeah. yeah. Great movie. Great movie. So, 
next week's yes so next week's movie club pick is arrival from 2016 2016 yep okay it's arrival it's a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. it's not horror um, unless you're afraid of sci-fi, in which case it is horror. But uh, it's a sci-fi movie with Amy Adams. I know it's streaming on Amazon Prime and a bunch of other places yep. right now for free. Um, but check it out. Watch Arrival from 2016 before next week's episode on Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. And you can always follow my art on Instagram at cult.class. Thanks for listening. The scary story this week is the story of the Moonies and their mass weddings. I studied sociology in college with a concentration in cults, actually. that's I'm very fascinated by cults. That's where I get the name cult class uh, for my art. And so we haven't talked about a cult on this podcast in a long time. We've been doing scary stories and UFOs and paranormal stories. But every once in a while, I love to just talk about a cult. I first heard about the Moonies because I met someone who was actually recruited into the Moonies in the 1970s. I'm going to talk about some first-hand recruitment stories, but first I'm going to give you a background on who the Moonies are and a background on their mass wedding in Madison Square Garden. The information I got came from allthatsinteresting.com. On a rainy day in August of 1995, 10,000 couples stood side by side, each of the men dressed in neat black suits with red ties. The women all wore matching white wedding dresses, their matching veils drawn over their faces. Together they stood looking up at the man on the podium before them, awaiting his orders. Then the couples were all married by Sun Young Moon, the reverend of the Unification Church, in one fell swoop. As Reverend Moon asked if they would love God, humanity, and each other in his native Korean, the group cheered. In lieu of the traditional I do's, the couples all answered the question as one, chanting nay, Korean for yes in unison. The marriage that took place that August day was not at all unusual, simply one of the dozens of group weddings performed by Reverend Moon and his wife over the years, since its founding in 1954. It's also just one of several controversial practices that the church engages its members in. In 1954, Sun Young Moon felt called upon by Jesus himself to, as he put it, become apparent to all of humanity. He had been raised Christian in North Korea, but eventually fled with his family to South Korea. There, he began to research other interpretations of the Bible and eventually formed the Unification Church around them. In 1966, Moon wrote the main theological textbook of the Unification Church, known as Exposition of the Divine Principles, which the members of the church follow like scripture. Though the ceremonies aren't legally binding, the couple still have to marry according to the laws of their own country later, 
They symbolize the couple's commitment to the church and to each other, despite potentially never having met before the ceremony. The blind arrangement of the couples, which was mostly put together by Moon himself, has been one of the Unification Church's biggest controversies since its inception. According to their belief system, the couples are chosen by the church because romantic love leads to sexual promiscuity, mismatched couples, and dysfunctional societies. Even after the wedding, the couples must endure a separation period where they must wait 40 days before seeing each other again or consummating. Besides the blessing ceremonies, the church members, dubbed Moonies by outsiders, go through other ceremonies as well, such as the reading of the family pledge. The family pledge is an eight-part promise made by each of the members that reminds them to center back to the church's beliefs. It is read at 5 a.m. every eight days. Members also refer to Reverend Moon and his wife as the true family, the parents to all of the members. They also regard Moon as the second coming and consider him to be the highest representation of God here on earth. Since his death in 2012, his wife has been seen as the true parent to the followers. Over the years, due to the practices and treatment of the members, the church has been referred to as a cult. Now, I found a firsthand account of a former Mooney member on TheGuardian.com. Stephen Hasen joined the Unification Church in the 1970s and was a member for more than two years. He now works as a counselor and has written books about cults and their techniques. And then he says, I consider myself to be an independent thinker. I was an advanced honors student. I had skipped eighth grade. I cycled across the U.S., When I was 16, I did not think I was vulnerable to being brainwashed by a cult. I was 19, and it was the beginning of the spring semester at college when three women dressed like students asked if they could sit at my table in the cafeteria. They were kind of flirting with me. I thought I was going to get a date. At some point, they said they were a part of a student movement trying to make the world a better place. I said, are you part of some sort of religious group? And they said no. They also did not say that they were celibate and that Reverend Moon was going to match people and tell them when they could have sex. If they had, I would have said, you're crazy, leave me alone. I say this to highlight the point about deception. People don't knowingly join cults. Little did I know, within a few weeks, I would be told to drop out of school, donate my bank account, look at Moon as my true parent, and believe my parents were Satan. I didn't even believe in Satan until I met the group. So, Nick, uh, what what are your thoughts on this? This is crazy. Those images are outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. Had you seen them ever before you like before you met me and I talked about this? Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. So the the images are of the images that Nick's talking about are of the Moonies all getting mid. Mitted, married in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And it's like astounding to see because it's all these people in wedding dresses and tuxes. Hundreds of couples. Or suits or whatever. Um, thousands. Was it a thousands? Thousands. thousands. Um, uh, just a sea of couples getting married and most of them didn't even know each other. All of them. So I think that's a really interesting part of the Moonies is that Reverend Moon pairs these people. So yeah. a lot of them. Well, all of them have never met 
each other before. Wow. And so imagine just showing up. Although I guess there are shows like that now where it's like married at first sight and stuff. But these people really do marry at first sight and just show up. And some of them, they're from all over the world. So some yeah. of them don't even speak the same languages and or anything. And they just marry each other. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's crazy. But then the other component of it's so similar in like all colds about people like just like giving up their entire life all their money mm-hmm. just giving everything to this group mm-hmm. so there are pillars of a cult and that's you know that's one of the most fundamental things like parts of a cult is that you have to be expected to like you're expected to invest money invest your life in mm-hmm. this cult mm-hmm. um how that Former Mooney said he was he was supposed to think that his parents were Satan. That's common in cults. Like you get very isolated from the people who love you, from your parents, from your friends. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because the person that I knew who was recruited into the Moonies had the same story almost. So she went to school in California. She was from the East Coast mm-hmm. in the seventies, and. She was really, like, nervous, like, totally new, no friends kind of thing, you know, just, you know, totally new in college and figuring her way out. Yeah. And probably very visibly, you know, nervous. Sure. Vulnerable. Shy. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerable. That's the word. Right. And these fellow students approached her, just like this guy that we talked, I just read. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, you know, we're part of this fun group. We meet on Friday night. You know, and she, she too was like, is this kind of a religious group? And they were like, no, no. And, um, one thing with the Moonies is that also when they were recruiting somebody, they fast. So they didn't eat. So she, mm. when she hung out with them, they didn't eat or anything. She's like, why are they not eating? And also I believe they take off their shoes inside. And so they all took off their shoes when she went there and she was like, what is going okay. on? But she like wanted friends. That's sure. how cults, nobody ever joins a cult. Such an important. Yeah. That's the only. If you ever learn anything from this podcast, that's it. Yeah, it's always under the guise of like a like you know some kind of friend group or whatever their yes. purpose was, or you know self a weight loss program, a self help group. Yeah, or a gym like like you know workout group, whatever. Yeah. Um. So. Anyway, she went and hung out with these people, and they were doing all these weird things, and come to find out she was being recruited into the group and she didn't really know what to do she's like all alone in california and she wanted friends and they do it so subtly that she yeah. ended up getting in a car with them and going to like a mooney compound what? she didn't even know where she was going they were just like oh we're gonna take a weekend trip and she was like sure i'll go with you and she ended up at this compound very similar to this guy and they started telling her that you know um all kinds of things were satan reverend moon was the true like second coming of Christ, and wow. um, it's just kind of eerie how similar her story, and maybe one day I can get her on this podcast, but how similar her story is to this other firsthand account. Yeah. Um, both from the 70s, so they obviously had a system similar, of Similar tactics. Yeah, yeah, of recruiting these college kids from yeah. all over the place. Wow. But uh, I just wanted to share this cult because, I mean, it's considered a cult. Because I feel like it flies a little under the radar. You know, there's Jonestown and there's all these other crazy different movements going on in the world or that have happened. But the Moonies is really... Also, their name is great. Totally. Um, and it's just a name based on their leader. But 
if you're interested in more about the Moonies, because there's so much about their rituals and ceremonies, mm-hmm. and if you watch a documentary, I think it's on YouTube of when they got married at Madison Square Garden and like these people who got married talking and their lives now and everything. Um, definitely YouTube it. Definitely look it up. Just Google the Moonies. But I wanted to share this story with you all. And uh, that was a great one. If you're thinking about getting married with 10,000 like other couples, 9,999 other couples, I'm like, just wait on it. Like, <laughs> sleep on it. Don't do it. Talk to your parents about it. Talk to your parents. Don't let them convince you that your parents are, you know, or your loved ones are bad. But, like, just <laughs> just sit on it for a second. I mean, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody, but I think that's my advice for this episode. There you go. I love it. So, be sure to watch Arrival from 2017. 2016? 2016. 2016. <laughs> Arrival from 2016 before next week's episode. Thank you guys so much for chilling with us. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.